All right, it looks like we are live. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'll put the big screen on here this morning. Hey, welcome to Mountain Crypto. I'm your host, Shane Ripley. Um, thank you for tuning in today. We got a really interesting dis uh, discussion about uh, Mimble Wimble and uh, the couple tokens that are following that uh, platform or that theology, I guess you could say. The grin and the um, beam, I guess it is. So um, with that, I'd like to give my disclaimer. I've been kind of busy working this morning. But anyway, I'm not a financial advisor. This isn't advice of any kind. Please do your own research because cryptocurrency is speculative and you can lose all your money. Um, at the end of this video, we will do the SkyCoin drawing for the last coin review. And um, leave your comments on this one, subscribe, and um, you'll, you can put your SkyCoin wallet or address, your uh, public address, in the comment. And we will do a drawing for the YouTube comments only, okay? Um, so if you're watching it on Facebook, just go over to our YouTube and watch it for a few seconds or whatever. Click on it and leave a comment with your address and you'll be in the drawing the next time I do a coin review, which will roughly be about a week. Um, so that's the description and everything. At the end of the video, I'm gonna talk about how I really think is the best way to get involved with um, these coins. So stay tuned to the end for the drawing and that, and we'll give updates on our calendars and some events that we got going on in February. And with that, let's get right into the review. Um, me see what we got here. I'll just uh, shrink this down a little bit. Okay, man, there is a lot of information on this coin, and um, I really think it's um, super interesting. The Mimble Wimble. If you're familiar with the uh, Harry Potter movie, which I really, I, I have to say that um, I, I do believe I've watched it like on television. But I never really got into it and watched all of those things. So I'm definitely not an expert on Harry Potter. And, um, but a lot of the things that you see in this project are kind of mirrored off of the, the Harry Potter series. And Mimble Wimble basically is meant to confuse and to tongue-tie the victims in the Harry Potter um, movie. So... That's the idea of this coin. I, th I think it's really an interesting project. Um, it, it's kind of mysterious like Bitcoin. We don't really know who drew up the original white paper um, on this. And um, so the, it's a mystery who did it. But the idea that they had was to just increase the privacy of Bitcoin. If you're familiar with Bitcoin, you... Um, they don't really know who it is, but they do see the wallet address that the coins are sent from, and they see the wallet address of who the coins are sent to. And uh, they also see the amount of coins. So in a nutshell, what Mimblewimble um, puts out to do is to make it private. And I'm not going to go into huge, huge in-depth on this because... Uh, I want to get to the part about what is uh, really what I think the best way to, to get involved in this if you're going to, to do that. But we will talk a little bit about 
how Mimblewimble transactions take place. And they're known as confidential transactions. It allows senders to encrypt the amount of Bitcoins they want to send um, that they're using known as uh, binding factors. And, and, and it doesn't have to be Bitcoins because you saw on the article it says Grin and Bean. Those are two coins that are built on this Mimblewimble idea. And we'll talk about them both and how they relate to one another and um, what kind of paths they're taking and uh, see, see what maybe some of the, the pros and cons are of each of the coin. We'll check that out too. Okay, and I will try to put some of these links on the, um, on the description, so if you want to do a little more research, but uh, I probably won't put all of them on there, but I'll try to put some of the main ones, okay? So if you want to have a transaction that's, that's uh, you know, encrypted and people can't find out, there has to be some binding or blinding factors, factors to be able to um, encrypt this and make it where people are not going to see how it happens and, and, and not see the amounts, but yet not affect the amount of the transaction. So, and then to be confidential, the only the two parties involved are going to know what the amount of the coins being transa uh, transacted are going to be. Onlookers who look uh, can see that something took place, but they're not going to know how much money, where, where it came from, or where it went. So it's a real super um, privacy-based coin. And uh, they have to do all this and preserve the integrity of the system. And that's what the Mimblewimble is seeking to do. This is, is kind of really an experiment that uh, is being built on right now. And um, you can use these um, coins and get involved in this at your own risk, they say. So, but yet at the same time, uh, it is really uh, super popular, real huge. So the Mimblewimble transactions leverage another piece of cryptographic innovation known as CoinJoin. And uh, CoinJoin is a mechanism by which payments from multiple senders are combined into a single transaction. So that makes it, you know, really hard for someone to figure out which payment is intended for which recipient. So the coin join works by kind of obscuring, making the inputs unclear and the outputs unclear, unclear of the senders and the recipients. And that way, combined together with the Wimble, uh, Wimble Nimble, or excuse me, Mimble Wimble transactions, when they're combined together, a block is going to just consist of a list of inputs and outputs and signature data. And that, dagnet, that, that data is going to be in such a way, because it doesn't have all this other information on it, it's going to really save a lot of space on the blocks. So there's not as much data on there. And this is the way it works. By subtracting the total inputs from the total outputs and ensuring that the result is zero, a blockchain can be built on such a system that would be considered valid. So it's just kind of like math backwards. And again, I'm not going to go into this in huge detail, but um, this is a really good uh, article right here. Uh, it's called Mimblewimble Explained Like You're 12. It's on medium.com. And you just uh, you can look this up. It was written on September 17th by uh, Connor O'Higgins. And um, you can look that up pretty easily by just typing in uh, Mimblewimble, and uh, it's one of the top ones that pops up. But, uh, you know, you can see there's Harry Potter, and they talk about uh, 
uh, Satoshi Nakamoto uh, trying to create privacy, and yet, you know, the weaknesses that we talked about, you see the sender address, you see the coin sent, you see the receiver's address. So Mimble uh, Wimble here is, is a technique that makes this where you can't see it. So they go through a lot of math here, and um, they talk about, you know, here's a typical math question. You know, 23 times 19 equals what? So anybody can figure those out. But when you start to change these formulas around where the question marks are, it starts to get interesting, and it starts to get harder. And um, you have to really know certain numbers, and there, and there could be more than one combination at that point. So kind of to really oversimplify this, if, if you know what the combination is, then that verifies that transaction but if you don't then it doesn't so th there could be you know a variety of of combinations that could that could be it so that's how it it verifies it and and they're calling this the um i'm not sure what that is penderson uh commitment and it helps hide the amount by multiplying it by a big number and a private key part so when you have all those numbers mixed together, it's really hard to find find the missing numbers unless you know what they are. And that's, that's how only the two people in the equation really know what they are. Everybody else will not see them. And, and I'm really, you know, making this um, super, super simple. But uh, if you want to get into it in more detail, this kind of explains it a little bit more thoroughly. And... Um, you could do that. Let's go down to the bottom. So two reasons that the transaction kernel is divisible by private keys. So because the amount part comes to zero. So we talked about that. So with this equation, the answer is going to be zero. And nobody's going to see those numbers except for the, peop the two people that are in the transaction. Because the key part was formed by multiplying a bunch of numbers in the example above, th those are the only two requirements for that money um, system. Now, with bigger numbers, of course, it becomes it becomes much more um, harder to crack. So, and again, it's going to zero. That's the answer. Working it backwards. So, without that, those extra numbers, nobody can really figure it out. So that's how it works in a nutshell. Um, they have a lot of links here that you can look at some of the other stuff, which I would recommend doing that. Okay, so that's kind of it in a nutshell for um, just the real basics. I want to uh, now go into a little bit more depth. If you go to um, GitHub, you will see a uh, Mimblewimble um, blog that they have here. And they also give uh, some real basics on the uh, Mimblewimble for beginners, privacy, fungibility, you know, there's no addresses, there's no amounts. The transactions, uh, one actually can is, is uh, spending the other, they say here, emerge into a block to form only one, removing all the, the intermediary information. So that slims it down so the blocks really are quicker than a uh, Bitcoin blockchain. But it's very much like Bitcoin. It's the same way um, a, a Bitcoin protocol and a bit Coin Core is implemented. The Mimblewimble is also a protocol. 
Um, and the GRIN project is an implement, uh, implementation of it, and so is the BEAN. And we'll talk about the differences of those. So they're going to utilize their own blockchain with their own cryptocurrency um, to be able to do these things without anyone really knowing what's going on. Pretty cool. Okay, currently Mimblewimble can only be integrated into Bitcoin um, network as a soft fork or a side chain. Um, in the side chains, you would be able to theoretically move Bitcoins onto it and transact with an increased level of privacy. Or you could just create a whole nother coin. Okay. So when you look at the Grin Mimblewimble, what you have is these three points here that we talked about. No addresses, no amounts. Um, you, the, form, the blocks are much smaller. And uh, the first two properties mean that the transactions are unrecognizable from one another unless you are directly participating in the transaction the inputs and the outputs look like random pieces of data and there's a curve in there that makes it even harder to figure out there are no more transactions um, in a block the grin block looks just like one giant transaction and all original association between the inputs and outputs is lost so it's pretty cool the scalability, um, it is uh, a little bit more scalable. And uh, the kernels, by the way, that we talked about, these are, um, <clears throat> you know, bytes. They're about 100 bytes each, and they need to stay around for each transaction. And they are working on optimizing that so that there will be even more scaling. But it is actually much quicker than uh, the Bitcoin blockchain in, in theory. So here's an example. Um, Mimblewimble transaction. If Alice gives money to Bob and Bob gives it all to Carol, Bob was neither involved and his transaction never is seen on the blockchain. So as money's moved around, it actually erases the past uh, transactions on there, which is very interesting. And that is kind of explaining why it is so scalable and why... Uh, it's so private and why the blocks are actually smaller, okay? Pretty cool. Um, there's a little bit more information on why, um, why it's so fast. You've got uh, some of the things that are available to it that are good. As far as scripting, you have uh, multi-signature transactions, atomic swaps, time clock transactions and outputs, and the Lightning Network are all things that could be um, implemented into this system. They talk about why there's no address. Um, I think we went over that a little bit. Um, if, a, if transaction information gets removed, can't I just cheat and create money? Well, you can't, and um, they give an explanation there why. It's because um, of the encryption. So without revealing the amount, Grin can verify the sum of the transaction input equals the sum of the transaction outputs plus the fee. Going further, comparing the sum of all money created by mining with the total sum of money that's being held, the Grin nodes can check the correctness of the total money supply. So they can verify that and you, you cannot just easily get in there and, and cheat the system. So again, this is still kind of experimental, so, um, you know, do your research. Um, they also say that it's quantum safe. I thought that was really cool. If you look at the bottom there, what about quantum uh, comp computation, like Armageddon, I guess. 
um, they, they believe that they will be able to um, protect that from such attacks, okay? So now when you look at uh, the history of this, you might, you might wonder, well, how did this, this all happen? When did it all happen? Well, in uh, Mimblewimble here, the history of it, on August 2nd, 2016, there was a, a post that was anonymous in a Bitcoin development forum, and it, it outlined the early stages of the Mimblewimble in the white paper, and it was to, the purpose was to have a soft fork designed for a block ledger into Bitcoin as a solution to the scaling problem and to add private transactions. And by October 20th on 2016, a different anonymous developer posted the same forum that he was working on an implementation implementation of Mimblewimble called Grin. Now, since then, Grin, um, again, this this just went live um, not too long ago, I think about July, or excuse me, January. <coughs> I had uh, pulled, uh, where'd I get this from? Coindesk, January 23rd. It was written, an article on Grin and what it is. And they said at that time it had just gone live. And um, the first block was 60 Grin. And one investor had already bid 0.1 Bitcoin for 1,000 Grin, which is, was roughly about 37 cents per token on, on BISC. And I, I may be saying that right, but it's spelled B-I-S-Q. And what that is, is it's a decentralized exchange that was listing the token. Now, also um, another bid on BitMesh, another exchange called BitMesh, these tokens were valued a little higher and somebody actually offered 10 BTCs for one grin, although the order was for 0.001 grin. So the price uh, was really, really up there. So it says that the first grin was created by an Israeli-based um, startup known as Beam. So that's kind of interesting. Now, as we go into this a little further, you'll find out that, that uh, Beam is one, I guess, coin, and Grin is another one. So we'll, we'll look at that and find out what the differences are. But Grin is a fully donation-based initiative, which is largely free of uh, initial coin offering and pre-mined founders' rewards. So these are some of the differences that we're going to see between the two coins. And... Uh, this might help you uh, make your decision moving forward as to uh, what you might want to do. So let me find that article. Okay, here it is right here. This article um, you'll want to look at, let's see, is, let me get the uh, information. It's going to be on Coindesk, and uh, it's called Grin and Beam, A Tale of Two Coins Being Built on Mimble Wimble. And it was written by uh, Raquel Rose O'Leary on December 21st, 2018. So we have two coins now, Beam and uh, Grim. And, I, you know, they're given the history. They, they're talking about the governance, um, which I think is actually pretty good. Um, when you look at this information, it will tell you a little bit about it. Um, 
It seems that Grin is more community-based. Like we said, it's community-funded. Whoops, I don't think you need to see me. Um, and also, um, Beam is more streamlined and more business-like is, is what I'm getting. So, but with, uh, with Grin, they have, uh, um, it's, it's kind of a kind of neat because you've got a lot more, um, people that are really dedicated and they're, um, they're volunteering and, um, so it there's more community there's more community control and then with Bean, you do have more of kind of a business setup um and we'll go into why i say that but um you can look at even the website and stuff like that also um with grin they have a commitment not to engage in any pre-mined um tokens so everything the tokens are only created as they're mined with Bean. They um, are kind of starting off with a, a traditional mining where you can mine with the, the, the GPUs and it's ASIC resistant. Um, but at some point, the beam, you, you will not, uh, they will actually allow um, the uh, ASIC miners to, to come into place. Um, so let's see. Um, so here you see the design. Beam is coded with a C++. Uh, Grin relies more on contemporary coding language named Rust. Um, Beam sees itself as a store of value. And um, uh, Grin wants to be more of something that is used. Um, and a token is created every second. And that's because they, they want to keep it as a currency, not really a store of value. Okay. So that's the differences in these. Um, mining, again, there's a slight difference. They both are a modified uh, version of Equihash and designed to be uh, ASIC resistant. Now, Grin is going to maintain the resistance more so with this cuckoo cycle, which you can read about. And then after two years, uh, it says that Grin settled on a cuckoo cycle permanently with the belief ASIC hardware will have become more affordable by that time. Beam announced a similar strategy, launching a slightly modified version of Equihash that only has general purpose hardware, GPUs, that should be able to mine. However, it intends to keep the ASICs at at bay for a 12-month period, giving GPU miners a head start. So that's basically the difference in them, um, the way they're mined, um, kind of their... their their plan for usage use case but uh, you can check this out more it says uh, also both of these uh, implement a feature called dandelion which even helps conceal potential leaks even more um, I'm not going to go into dandelion but it's just another layer of protection and uh, to inform to uh, help you know protect the cryptocurrency I think it's pretty cool. Let's look at, uh, so here's what I, my thought is. Um, here's, here's where you can, you can actually look at uh, Grin Mint here. You can look up the blocks. Um, you can see here there's a pool hash rate. Um, so people are mining this right now. This is where you would, set up your miner 
if you did want to get into mining. Um, as far as investing in it, my thoughts are right now it's kind of early in the game. I know a lot of people are jumping in and they're very excited and I, I totally get that. But I'm a little bit more cautious. I think I think am I, I'm going to get involved in this. I'm going to want to do the mining and get my coins by mining. I don't, I don't think I'm going to want to really spend much money, uh, you know, put out a bunch of my cash on this. And there's a couple reasons why. One is they keep warning you that it's experimental, um, you know, but there's a lot of great information. If you go here, this is uh, forum.org and you have all the mining information right here. You've got all the, um, they tell you, you know, how can you mine? Um, there's links here if you want to do the mining. If you're not into mining and you're not very um, tech savvy, then, you know, the only way you're going to get it is is to buy it. Um, and I already gave you the information on, on where to do that. But um, here's the Bean site uh, or article on Bean, which you can go to Coindesk. Um, this is kind of hopefully it's going to get fixed you want to check on this they have a vulnerability in their wallet for the beam which i like the beam because it's a it, it wants to be a store of value right so you buy it and the hope is it's gonna it's gonna go up and it's gonna be like bitcoin but it's gonna be safer right so i like the beam the beam that it it does that um but you know you want to Follow this and look at the wallet. There is a vulnerability on the wallet. I'm I'm sure they'll they'll get it resolved. I don't think it's a deal killer. You know, this is part of development. Is there is issues and things that have to be um, taken care of. This article was written on January 9th by Christine Kim and Stan Higgins. So you can look that up on uh, CoinDesk. And I think I think I have this link. I will put that at the very bottom of my description. Um, there's the pool. Here's another mining pool um, article on Block Cipher, which you can uh, read uh, the article here and check it out. I think a lot of people are doing really good mining this. Uh, Vosk Coins, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, pretty, pretty clean. Not too many um, f bombs, I don't think, or very few, if any. Um, not too much bad language there, but um, he's really good. He has a ton of videos, and um, I know he uh, is mining, was mining this at one time, so you can check that out. Here's an updated Grin mining guide with the fastest miner, how to buy and sell the Grin coin and the wallet. This is on Medium, and uh, you can see Voss Coin. I was telling you about him right there at Voss Coin, updated Grin coin mining guide. I, I'm definitely going to I gotta save this link and put that on there for you, because um, he really goes into it in detail, and I think you're gonna like that. So that's my thought on this uh, on this coin. Is I, I think it's really interesting. I think um, you know, from time to time, you will hear people talk about um, you know, is Bitcoin going to be the winner in this? Because as we know, with the dot com boom. You know, a lot of the things that were here back then are gone. You know, MySpace lost out. Um, there's been, you know, competition between some of the different social media formats and such. And 
certain dot-com businesses are long gone and, you know, Amazon's here and other ones are here. And that's kind of how the cryptocurrency scene is moving forward. Um, and we'll have some videos on that in the future, how we can try to um, keep on top of the curve and keep an eye on which projects are worth sticking with. And it's going to get harder uh, and harder to pick ones that are going to win, in my opinion, in 2019-2020. Um, we're really going to have to be more um, persnickety, and um, we're going to have to to uh, really look at these projects and, and evaluate them on their real true value and not just a great idea. So with that, uh, I would say if you're totally not techie and you can't build a miner, you know, I would suggest not putting a lot of money into this, you know. Um, if you're just an average income person, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, if you're willing to just throw it away um, on, a, on a gamble, then that's up to you. Um, but that personally, I wouldn't put a whole lot into this, uh, even though I think it's a great project, a great coin. But I think the mining is really where I would put my efforts into um, just even doing a tiny, tiny little miner. So here's the, the link. I'll, I'll put that in there and um, you can look into that. So um, we're going to go into our calendar. We're going to go into our events and um, we're going to do the Skycoin drawing. So uh, if you're on the podcast, I'll just tell you about my event first. Um, you can go to our website mountaincrypto.net make sure to go HTTPS S is for secure and you can see we have a live event in San Diego County way out in Hacumba if you're in Imperial County uh, you may want to come over it's very close to there actually it is uh, quite a drive out from San Diego area it's going to be God I swore I changed this this is going to be February 21st 2019. I swear I went in and changed this, but it didn't save it for some reason, so I got to go back again. Uh, There's the phone number and stuff, and I will change the date again a second time. Also, um, Patreon is there if you're interested. Um, I've got a link. I guess I didn't didn't, uh, hit the Patreon site for some reason. What happened? Let's see. Where is it? Uh, There it is. It's right here. Um... Hmm, lost my link. Okay, well, anyway, have a Patreon site. The link is on the uh, the YouTube uh, the YouTube uh, description. Now, on our Holochain review, we had uh, pretty good comments, so we're going to um, oh, we got to go down to the comments, pull those up, um, or wait, no, actually, I need the link. That's right. We need the link. Copy the link, go over to the random generator, and uh, paste. And actually, we can turn off our uh, podcast. Thank you for tuning into the podcast.